not working. What was that noise? I see something outside. Don't go out there! Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale. Wanna play a game? How long can you survive? That doesn't really sound like the Halloween theme song, but I did my best. <laughs> You're kind of going with the uh, with the temple. I, you know, it was there. I'm not very uh, musically inclined. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you tried the piano for a bit. That's true. Now, I, you know, I could play um, the Elvis song. Why am I blanking on the name of it? Can't help fall in love with you. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can I do, do that love one. That song. Yes. It's not bad. And I can at least play the first three notes of Thinking About You by Edge. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back, everyone, to Tales of Grimm. This is your host, Tyler. And I'm Tori. And this week, we decided to review the new Halloween movie. <laughs> <laughs> If you guys haven't seen the new Halloween movie, spoilers, like literally don't listen to this if you have not seen it yet. If you have, then come on and join us. We're, we're going to be talking about our thoughts, our opinions, we're going to rate the movie. And starting with Tori, what was your thoughts, general thoughts, on Halloween Kills? Stepping back from being a fan, it was entertaining because it's Halloween, and it's Jamie Lee Curtis, and it's Michael Myers, and all of that stuff. But it was not the best. The death of the woman that was playing the nurse. Not the nurse herself, but she was dressed as the nurse. Oh my god. How she, like, shot herself. I'm just like, really? That was so really? funny, though. <laughs> well, because, like, think about it. You have a bunch of people that probably never held a weapon before in their life, and they're trying to kill Michael. She literally took the gun out of her husband's hands and like, here, I know how to shoot this. She missed every single shot. Every single shot. Except for the last one. <laughs> which went right into her skull because Michael Myers, was it, he kicked the door into her yeah, she was like, something? She, and like... He was in the car and she was trying to shoot him from the outside of the car and as she approached the front door, he Michael kicks the door and it hits her arm. So the gun comes up, and then she accidentally pulls the trigger and shoots herself in the head. I was dying. I thought that was so funny. Stupid as hell. Anyway. Oh, come on, that was good. <laughs> you and I both cracked it's... up at that scene. Yes, it was very entertaining that way. But for Halloween, you don't want the deaths to be funny. You want them to be brutal. You want to look away and like have the gore or whatever even though the first one didn't really have blood in it well no so that's the thing michael's killing style in my opinion is an art form he's a very resourceful killer he doesn't just stick to you know the traditional knife he kind of does it and displays it his victims in a way that's like artistic they kept michael in a very good light in that because th go ahead and the way that you could say that he killed her was pretty resourceful. I'm just saying that it was also stupid to some extent because most of his kills 
are not funny kills. They're... Yes. No, I agree with you. It's a horror movie. Like, it's not supposed to be one of those dumb, like, the scary movie franchise. Like, it's not supposed to be one of those funny deaths. That's where I kind of have a problem with it. Like, it was very creative of them to do that. Yes. And it was very funny. You know, eased a little tension or whatever. Anyway, I'm not going to stick on this right now. We can go back to it later. Well, hang on. I want to stick on that scene for a minute, talking <laughs> about the deaths in that scene. Because, you know, like I said, like, Michael, the way he kills people is great. And one of the things I loved was that in the Halloween Kills movie, they brought back three of the original characters. They brought back... It's Lindsay, who is now older. They brought back Tommy's character, who was the one that Jamie Lee Curtis's Lori was babysitting in the first movie. And he's now a grown man. And they brought back Nurse Marion. Who did die in a Halloween H2O, but we have to ignore H2O, even though I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, the franchise, like, this trio of movies, like, completely disregards everything after the original. Yes. Like, the second one where Lori's in the hospital, like, they're even just like, nah, that never happened. With that, you know, so they have these three characters, and one of the scenes that I loved in the scene where the the girl in the nurse costume dies was that... In the very original Halloween movie, you had Nurse Marion. I, I want to say her name is Marion, but she's in the passenger side, and Michael comes down, and his hand slaps the window, and he breaks the glass. Of course, Which we, you can completely see the wrench in the hand. Right. But... We, we know that blooper. <laughs> but they did that exact scene again, where she was in the passenger seat, and he jumps up on the car while it's parked, and he slaps the glass and breaks it with his hand. And I love that little reminiscent thing of, from the first movie, because, you know, it's the same character that was put in the same situation, mm-hmm. which I thought was fun. And then meanwhile, while Michael is killing everyone in the car, you have the original Lindsay, who's, like, coming out, and she grabbed, like, this bag of candy and filled it with, like, rocks or bricks or something, and she comes in and, like, smacks Michael in the face, and she ended up not dying, luckily, because I liked Lindsay. She was fun. But yeah, so I, I, I really enjoyed that scene. Overall, Halloween Kills takes place the same night as part one of Halloween 2018. Not to be confused with Halloween, the original, because they're both called Halloween, but whatever. But this one takes place on the same night in a trilogy of these new revamp of the series. And Lori, Jamie Lee Curtis, was stabbed at the end of Halloween part one. And in this one, she's being rushed to the hospital. They think they killed Michael. You know, they locked him down in her house, set the house on fire... He's burning in the basement, can't get out. But of course, as they're going to the hospital, the fire department is driving by to put out the fire. And Michael ends up getting out because of the firemen and has this brutal fight. Oh my god, there's this great scene though where he walks out of the house. It's all covered in flames. He has the knife in his hand or like some weapon. I think it was a pickaxe, not a knife, I lied. And all the firemen are just like, uh holy crap, and one of them starts this, like, this giant handheld saw, another one's holding an axe, and they're like, we're about to kill Michael Myers, but naturally Michael wrecks all of them. And that was such a great scene, honestly. Which I love, and I also hate how people are trying to take that scene out of it because everybody loves firemen, and nobody wants to see them get killed. Right. Like... it's a horror movie i get your reasoning but i'm still like you just keep it in it's a movie i can't imagine the movie without that scene right well because that's his big like i'm coming back 
moment. Yeah. <laughs> Which, let's be real, he would have gotten out whether he had the fireman there or not. Yeah. Which kind of goes into the whole thing that Jamie Lee Curtis's character says later on in the movie, that Michael is the epitome of evil. You know, that has always sucked through all the Halloween franchises of he is not a human, he's basically an apex predator that can't die and will constantly just kill what's in front of him. I mean, he shot multiple times in multiple of the movies. He was literally stabbed in the back, beaten to what you would assume can be death. But as a fan, you're just like, nah, he's about to brutally murder these people. Right. And which a fun little side note, I love that in the script, well, the original script, they always referred to Michael as the shape, which even though he had the name Michael Myers, they called him the shape because he wasn't a man. He wasn't a creature. He was just a thing, <laughs> which is such a, like a fun nod to the character, I feel like, or adds an extra element. Yeah. But I, I do think that this movie does really showcase that, that he is not a human and he just, he's some supernatural entity that can't be killed. He... He has transcended humanity and has become something completely different. And Laurie goes, you know, the more he kills, the more he becomes something else. Which kind of does play a little bit into Halloween 6 with Paul Rudd. Because there was this whole thing with the cult where they were just like, oh yeah, Michael Myers is some sort of like god or deity or something like that. It was not a good movie. Paul Rudd had a better <laughs> choice. <laughs> Yeah, but I think their portrayal of Michael was good. I just think that there were some aspects which they did not need to add. One of the characters that you're actually introduced to, which is supposed to be from the original, I guess, was a trick-or-treater who... Oh, Lonnie. Was that his name? Yeah, that yeah. was like the random kid. I don't remember if he was in the original or not. I want to say he wasn't. Like, yeah. it makes sense that some people would have probably, like, passed him without knowing that he was a serial killer and without him brutally murdering them. So we're introduced to this new character, Lonnie, who was one of those trick-or-treaters who ran into Michael Myers, all of that stuff, and he gets this vendetta against him, you know, kind of joins all the others, and that he is a brutal murderer and we need to kill him he's the boogeyman all of this stuff that we i feel like we could have lived without we could have also lived without the whole scene at the hospital when the whole town is basically turning against one of the other patients that got out thinking that he was michael myers even though Lori, when she sees him and i think the daughter sees him as well they're just like it's not michael it's not michael but yeah, his body nobody's listening completely different <laughs> yeah which you even brought this up after the movie um tommy after the escaped patient basically kills himself by jumping out of a window so he doesn't get brutally beaten to death by, by this mob. mob who's coming at him from both sides of a locked room like they're breaking glass to get to him which is a bummer because this inmate got hurt and he was trying to get help at the hospital and then everyone saw the clothes he was wearing and they're like it's michael myers and then they were like we've never seen him without the mask it has to be him but even then when tommy sees him like after the inmate commit suicide or whatever he's still like how can we be sure dude you saw him as a kid he was taller he was buffer it's not him like how stupid of a question is that which 
I know that older people can like decrease in size and muscle mass and that stuff like as they grow older and Michael is what in his 70s 80s now or something like that like 60s 70s yeah yeah, like, he's he's older. But we could have just lived without that scene. Well, as a counterpoint to that, you also have to remember, in Halloween 2, the original one, during the whole, well, Lori's in the hospital stuff, there was the town members that gathered together, and they decided to hunt after Michael. Because Halloween 2 in the original took place also on the same night as Halloween 1, which is also kind of like a nice little nod when they did this one. But... They got the town together, and the town ended up killing a random person that they thought was Michael Myers. So, this movie was doing that exact same thing as a nod to it. But I do agree with you that there was way too many storylines that didn't need to be there. Like, the whole Big John, Little John <laughs> storyline. There was this random gay couple that was living in Michael Myers' old house. And we just kept getting flashes back to them and what they were doing. And I like I like Michael McDonald. You know, he's funny from Mad TV. But I was like, it was unnecessary. Yeah, which one of them does say like, oh, my parents were killed by Michael Myers back, like way back when. But I... Do they? I don't remember that. That's what one of the guys does say. Oh, I thought he was doing... Or if he did say that, wasn't it to like scare the kids that were messing with him? No, I think he said that to his partner. Mm. Like, when they were just sitting on the couch. Which I thought was a good nod, but then if I think back to the original, I'm pretty sure the couple that Michael Myers killed was an elderly couple. Just like in this movie. How it was an old black couple. It was like a... Well, white guy, white yeah. Like an old white couple back then. If he was a kid back then, he could have said, like, oh, he killed my grandparents, not well, also, my parents. If that like, was the case, how twisted is that? Your parents were killed by Michael Myers, and you bought the house that Michael lived in? Yeah, that is really messed up. Going back to the old couple that Michael killed in this one, I have to say it was pretty great. Because we got to see that moment of just Michael's killer instinct. You know, he goes in the house, and for whatever reason, because, you know, it was on the way, and I guess he needed a weapon or something... You had this this woman that was playing with the drone, and then, like, she crashed it, so then the husband was, like, playing with it, and then it goes into the hallway, and then the drone gets thrown back into the room, and both of them are like, who's in there? And then the husband, like, you know, the older gentleman, he goes into the bathroom, and he turns the light on, and then Michael immediately breaks the light, and, like, he slams the door shut, and he goes, call the police! And then he starts running, and then Michael bursts through this, like, door window thing, and, like, pulls him in, and Kit, like, beats the crap out of him and then the woman goes to the kitchen and like she's like trying to get out but then she ends up grabbing this knife and michael gets in and he doesn't have a weapon he's like kind of looking around like that moment of crap what am i gonna kill her with and then he looks over and sees this like light bulb in the kitchen like one of the longer ones yeah walks over grabs it shatters it and just straight up kills well almost kills the old lady with it like, he stabs her in the neck, and she's bleeding out, and then she's, like, sitting down at this one point, and you see the her husband on the table, and he's just pulling knife after knife out and just stabbing, like, the old man in the chest. And she's, like, alive watching this, and then he grabs the last knife, and he looks at her, and then he just walks out. And to me, I was like, that that was very Michael Myers-esque. That... They really gave him, I mean, which, as they should, you know, the most depth to this character. And they really kept true to how he was in the original films, which is something I appreciate. 
I do agree that the storylines with all the family and stuff and the townspeople were was like a little over the top may not be necessary. I did also enjoy that ending scene where they lure Michael into like the street and the whole town pulls up or not the whole town but like a good chunk of the town pulls up and they just start beating the crap out of him. After Lori's daughter basically lures him away from her daughter um, after Michael brutally murders, you know, the daughter's boyfriend or I guess ex because he cheated on her in the first movie. And he was about to go kill the daughter, but then the mom was just like, no, like, come follow me. I have your mask. Yeah, she grabbed the like, mask off his head. Like, she grabbed the mask off of him, which I absolutely love how they did not show his face. Yeah. You see his, the back of his head, but anytime it's a frontal view, he's shaded. So you never see his face. Like, I love how they kept that. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is that, like, even in the original Halloween, you see Michael's face briefly in the shadow. Like, you can kind of make it out, but, like, that's the whole thing is that he's not meant to be a man. He's not a human. So, they did such a great job of that. Exactly. Which, I feel like there are a few fans that are like, oh, they finally got his mask off. Like, we're finally going to see his face but when i saw that mask come off i'm just like okay yeah are we going to see that if so yeah i would be excited but i feel like i was more excited that they still found ways to not show his face right well also i mean he's an old man so it's just we're gonna see it and then if you see like an old man standing there you're gonna be like he's really not that intimidating without the mask so like mm -hmm. it would it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to show him at that point very true one thing with that scene I was disappointed about, because, you know, I loved the whole action sequence of the town just, like, beating the crap out of Michael. But, of course, you and I both knew that he was going to get up and murder everyone. Of course. But the thing I was disappointed about was that ending sequence. Because when he did get up, they did this really weird slow-motion, up-close shot of him just killing everyone instead of doing that big action sequence that we got to see when they were beating the crap out of him. I wanted to see that action sequence reversed of Michael killing everyone. Like, you know, in real time, not slow motion, not the super up close up. I wanted to see, like, people charging at him and him just, like, taking the weapon and being like, gah, gah, gah. I didn't get that. So I was a little bummed. And then somehow he appears back in the house, past all the cops, past all the ambulance and everyone, inside the Michael's home, or in the Myers home, and he kills Laura's daughter. Who was also up there. Because I thought the movie was going to end with like, you know, like, you know, we clearly see him getting up, killing everyone. It was going to end with Laura's daughter looking out the window and seeing Michael in the crowd. And then the movie was going to end, but we didn't get that. Instead, he appeared behind her and killed Laura's daughter. Or him like a few houses down in the shadows and then he like walks away. Yeah, you know, I was expecting her basically to have that moment of... Not her taking his place, but her seeing from his perspective of looking out through the window that they made a big deal of, and then just seeing him. That's how I thought it was going to go. And then they pull a little twisty on you, and I, I don't think it landed very well, honestly. No. And you could argue that he was able to make his way around the house without people noticing, because, you know, he lived there as a kid... Probably knew the ins and outs, probably just snuck in through the back door or whatever. 
Yeah. Either way, this movie was clearly a setup for part three, which is going to be called Halloween Ends. And in my prediction right now, before the movie comes out, because we literally just saw this movie, what was it, like last night or something like that? Today's Saturday. We saw it Thursday night. And I think what's going to end up happening is that it's going to flash forward maybe a year or two. Maybe. I don't know. And Lori is going to be training her granddaughter all the survival stuff and teaching her and they're both going to go after Michael. That's how I think the movie's going to go. I think Lori's going to die because, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael is kind of always that big thing. Which brings me back to another point <laughs> with Halloween Kills was the fact that they were really trying to get away from the whole Lori has no connection to Michael. Which, I, you know, I get it. You're trying to do your own thing. But that's, that's what made it a big deal. Because in the original, Lori was Michael's sister. I get the whole, in part one of this new Halloween series, they're like, oh no, that was a rumor that they were related, but that's not true. Sure, we got that. But you have this badass Lori who's like training her whole life to kill Michael. And there's no really connection. And then they try to brush it off where they're like, Oh no, his new doctor brought him to your house to try and kill you, and Michael was just killing whoever was in his way. It was never about you, it was just about getting back to his house. Like Right. No, and in the trailers as well, they made it seem like he was literally going after the survivors of that night, being Lori, the kids, and the nurse. Right, because that's what Michael did. Michael wanted, whenever he had a victim, he wanted to kill them. Which... Also, a problem that I had with it was in the scene where, you know, they're at the park, Michael kills, um, I want to say it was the nurse, the girl that was dressed as the nurse, and... Her husband. The husband. Yeah. And then the little... What was her name again? The little girl that grew up Oh, Lindsay. Lindsay. Um, and then she was there, but she was outside and she got the rocks and all that stuff, tried to fight him, whatever. She ran and she was able to hide from him. And you see in that scene that he literally crosses a bridge and you don't see him come back. And yet when Lori's granddaughter and the ex-boyfriend and the ex-boyfriend's like father get there... There's this whole setup of the nurses hanging from the swings. And, you know, the married couple are on the little merry-go-round type of thing with, like, masks on. And it is very Michael-esque to set up their deaths. Yeah, he creates, But like, you this... never see him come back. And if he did come back, I feel like... He would have seen Lindsay or... Well, that, yeah, because when they did find Lindsay, she looked beat up. Not killed, but like, it looked like someone beat the crap out of her. When that wasn't the, the case. case. Like, she wasn't dirty when, like, she went, which I guess you could also argue that she got a little dirt on her pants or whatever when she was crawling back up the creek side or whatever. But... Yeah, it legit looked like she was beat up. The last thing we see is her hiding underneath this tree near, like, the riverbank. And then Michael's on the bridge. 
the next shot we see her on the grass and like her mouth is bleeding and like she looks beat up and I don't know maybe there's like this whole other deleted scene that they didn't put in I don't know it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me either I mean as a fan note I mean that is a very Michael thing of setting up the scene because like I said the way Michael kills people is like an art he displayed them in this playground wearing costumes and next to each other Lindsay, who's hiding there, like, while he was doing this, she could have, like, run away. I don't know. It just, it didn't make a whole lot of sense either to me. I feel like there could definitely be a deleted scene where he, we see him come back, kind of rearrange them or whatever, or look around more in the park, see if she came back or whatever, and then that would explain, like, if she got in, in another fight with Michael. and But he would have killed her. He really would have. Yeah. So he I'm doesn't just... leave people alive. Well, he, he'll leave people alive, but the second he goes after someone that he wants to kill, he kills them. And then he does everything in his power to make sure he's dead. He doesn't leave survivors, really. Yeah, he has a uh, obsessive trait. Yes. Is that what you called it? Yeah, but that's also from Dead by Daylight, how they call it. Yeah, obsession. but literally, that's what all of the other movies have focused on. Yeah. On that note, is there anything uh, you want to say to wrap up this episode? I mean, the only thing that really comes to mind right now is if you haven't gone to see the movie, go see it. I do recommend it because it is really entertaining. Um, I give this movie a 7 out of 10. Yeah. I, I would give part 1 probably like an 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, but I would still recommend it because I hope that the third one is better now that they cut off some of the loose ends or whatnot like i am kind of curious what road they're gonna take yeah well i mean also some of the comedic stuff in it makes sense because danny mcbride is an executive producer and you know he does all the stuff with like seth rogan and them so like that's where i'm like okay i get kind of some of the comedic value but it does i agree with you where it's like it's not very uh halloween-esque yeah. We'll see how the future comes. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Happy Halloween, almost. See ya.